Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and due to your incredible support, the original My Slippers are almost completely sold out. As a special thank you, I am launching my brand new all-season slippers, slides, and sandals for as low as $29.98. This is a limited time offer, so go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get all my new footwear for as low as $29.98. My all-season slippers are made with my exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. They're finished with a breathable fabric so you can wear them all year round. And my new slides and sandals are made with patented impact gel, making them ultra comfortable and extremely durable. I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable footwear you'll ever own. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now to get your very own all-season slippers, slides, and sandals for as low as $29.98 with your promo code. This is an introductory offer and it won't last long, so order now. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no. Not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply. Refuse to show vaccine passports. Refuse to wear a mask. Refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. Broadcasting live and live to Patriot Control of America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now on the show, the chair is against the wall. The muskrat jumps over the berm. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. No snoop, 
Come on, baby, boo, you got to get into it. Don't fool with the player with the cool wit. Yeah, yeah, you know I'm always on that cool. Walk to it, do it how you do it. Have a glass, let me put you in the mood. It look cute, looking like a student. Long hair with your big fat booty. Back in the days, you was the girl I went to school with. Had to tell your mom or sister to cool it. The girl wanna do it, I just might do it. Hit her off with some pimp, pimp fluid. Mommy, don't worry, I won't abuse it. Hurry up and finish so you can watch Clueless. I laugh at these kids when they ask who do this, but everybody know who girl that you is. See my baby bullshit, I get foolish Smack a f***er that tries to pursue it Homeboy, she taking, just move it I asked you nicely, don't make the dog lose it We just blow drove and keep the flow moving In a 6-4, me and baby who cruising Body ragging, till we get blue and Had him hydraulic squeaking when we screwing Now she's yelling, hollering out, snooping Hooting, hollering, hollering, hooting Black and beautiful, you the one I'm choosing Hair long and black and curly like a Cuban Keep grooving, that's what we doing And we gon' be together until your mom's moving You got my pictures on the wall in your room, man. Girls be complaining, you keep me booming. But girls like that wanna listen to Pat Boone. Use a college girl, but that don't stop you from doing. Come and see the dog in the hood near you. When you don't ask why I roll with a crew, when twist up my fingers and wear dark blue. When on the east side, that's the crew I choose. Nothing I do is new to you. I smack up the world if they rude to you. Cause baby girl, you're so beautiful. about you. Oh, oh, oh.
And welcome back. Okay, yeah, maybe not. Nope. No. It's just not wanting to do it tonight. Wow, what the fuck is going on with the computer? We go live. Yeah, there we go. Wow, okay. So, welcome back, fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my much better, beloved, and way more beautiful wife. And very sick, v Hello, Patriots. I'm going to try to. Cough that way. Our lovely children. Eating your mic. Brought home a. uh, Viral intestinal flu. A a nice little head cold for me. So, yeah, that's. uh, I got to clean the duck pool today and that about wiped me out. That was that was really all I did today. So, well, besides talk to the roofers and the Internet people. Yeah. Yeah. Which was really funny because apparently they sent out a supervisor. Yeah, they did send out a supervisor. And not even at our scheduled appointment because we threw such a bitch the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Got him coming to kiss our ass. Yeah. So. I was like, "Eh, no, no, no. Look here. Uh On this date, (laughs) bye-bye. I didn't even bother to tell him. They were like, oh, we'll get it fixed, blah, blah, blah. Damn right you will. And I was like, okay, okay, that's fine. You have two weeks. Damn right you will. Yep. So. So anyway. Yeah. Woo. Fun times. So, uh, it was, what, what, uh, I told you to remind me about this the other day and you forgot, completely uh, forgot. Dude, my brain does not work right now. Oh, great. Yep. Well, then fuck it. We're not going to talk about that, obviously. What is it? Fuck. If you say something, I might remember. I'm trying to remember. I, I told you about it. I said, hey, don't let me forget to talk about this. And I didn't talk about it. Now I'm kicking myself in the teeth because it would have been another win for me, but it doesn't matter. I yeah, I got win. Okay. Anyway. Um, so what else, what else happened today, Midian? Oh, lots of stuff happened today. Um, the name of tonight's episode is Liberal Privilege. And it is raising its head in all kinds of ugly manners that they did not expect. Um, so, uh, well, today, first off, today's primary day yes. in a lot of states, but it'll be another Florida, hour and a half or so before um, we start getting let me some see, of those. What is it? Florida was the in. one that we kept hearing about. Everybody's talking about Florida, 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 Florida. Uh, yeah. even though DeSantis isn't being primaried and, nope. uh, but he still gets, he still, but if you're in Florida and you didn't vote today, you really need to go vote for like school board, you know, chair, chairs, this, that, yeah, the other thing. Stuff. Um, because even DeSantis was out campaigning for him. Yeah. So fuck. I mean, I saw that today. I, that gives me, um, if you want another, a little bit more, DeSantis is just growing. I, I got a little gray back there. I'm not saying that I, I've completely shut the guy out just because I can't stand the way he talks, but I have heard conflicting information about him. So I always want to make sure I play it close to the chest, but this one is like nuts. I mean, he's out there. He was on Fox News this morning with every like th- four or five other candidates. And I was watching it. I was like, holy shit, this is and they're up at the early shit. They're not doing the the late shit. They're oh, yeah, on no. at like 6 a.m. And I was like, holy fuck. Yeah. And uh, he hey, was out there with five day. other candidates. He's like, well, I'm not being really being primary, but I, here who I'm here to support is the person who, who's coming up next. And then the one after him and then the one after that and the one after that and the one after that. And I was sitting there going, holy shit. Yep. Good on you. Yeah, it, it looks better and better. I mean, facade wise, it looks better and better. Doesn't mean that we know don't know what's underneath the skin yet. We have no idea. So let's just uh, I'll stand by. Uh Tracy, she voted. Wave flags today. Outstanding. Good job. Um, love to hear that. Hey, if you guys do it, I you gotta understand, I like I'm a big politics guy. I love the political realm. And I love it when we talk about voting, because voting's something we all can do. It's so simple. I mean, in, unless you're a convicted 
felon or an illegal alien or not a citizen of the United States or under of America the age of 18. or alive. Because I mean, we found out even the dead can vote. True that. So true that. it's really immaterial whether you're alive or dead. Uh, probably better when you're alive, coming here, dying here, whatever. Anyway, um, but um, they 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 had that today. That uh, I know, Florida was it. Florida. I'm trying to think of all the states that are uh, primarying today. And fuck, I'm I'm drawing the biggest blank. I know Florida's won because we heard so much about it. It's just been like it's been beating us up just because we're in Savannah, and we're so damn close. Um, let me give me one second. Yeah, this is what happens when we're a little fucked up backwards and and your head is getting cut off. Just the top of it. You've been scalped. I forgot to adjust. Uh, go hit the, oh, for the camera and don't hit it. Just hit the top button and pull it back. Widen the shot. I forgot to do that earlier. Uh, fuck. Widen the shot. The top button? Yeah. Forward or back? Uh, back. There you go. There we go. Much better. Thank you, Adam. Okay. All right. There it is. Boom. Okay. So. Um, Tammy, I, I do. I have, I have a lot of papers. Uh, New York I, and Florida. I don't have a red notebook because I actually have a whole storage been filled with the stories that we've gone over on top of binders and binders and binders of old stuff. So yeah, we got a lot of shit. We save um, everything. Uh, I guess it's uh Florida. Let me see. It is. Shit. Where did that go? It was, pri it was primaries today were Florida, New York and Oklahoma. I thought Oklahoma already primary. No, remember we were talking to Doc Sherwood and he said um, it wasn't until uh, later. Yeah. August today. That makes sense. Hmm. We'll be seeing Doc Sherwood in Texas this weekend. Um, and baby Trump is actually going to be joining us tomorrow instead of tonight because he is a, a little wrapped up getting his event oh, in Missouri put together. Um, so for all of you that I did talk to him today, for all of you that are going to be um, at the Reckoning Fest in Mesquite, Texas this weekend. We will be roaming around and uh, talking to everybody, so come up and talk to us. Um, if you want to go, there are still tickets left for Saturday, so you can go on there and get a, a Saturday ticket. So, yep. Yeah, anyway, come join us. Yeah. We'll have a blast. It'll be a lot of It'll fun. It'll be a lot of fun. I think so. Um, anyway, so uh, Paul Pelosi's hearing was today. It was funny. There was people on Twitter that were like, man, the liberals are so privileged. I didn't even know the Speaker of the House's husband was going in front of a judge today for a DUI. Well, you're not paying attention. But um, yeah, so he went in front of the judge today. Go ahead and, and, and play this. This is so freaking ridiculous. And, and this is like, just to give you another example of the hypocritical bullshit that we deal with as Americans, especially if you don't live here. If you live here, you already know. But as Americans, this is the hypocritical type bullshit that we put up with. And I just, this is disgusting. Paul Pelosi avoids more jail time as he pleads guilty to one count in California. Paul Pelosi, the multimillionaire husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi pleaded guilty to DUI causing injury on Tuesday in connection to drunk driving charges back in May. 
Pelosi's plea agreement includes a jail term of five days, although Judge Joseph Salga noted that he already had credit for four days, two from actual time served, and two for conduct credits. The remaining day will be covered by an eight-hour work program. The sentence also includes a three-month drunk driving program, one year with an ignition interlock device, restitution payments, as well as three years of probation. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you get, folks. This is just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, And yes, he did kill his brother in, was it the, I thought it was, I thought it was earlier than that. I thought it was the 50s. No, I thought it was the or 70s. Yeah, I think 70s, it was the yeah. 70s. I think I think he did kill his brother in the 70s. The 70 wreck. He killed his, he was in a Porsche, I think, and they were like doing a buck 10 on like the I10 uh, I10 in fucking LA. Oh, and the restitution that he's going to pay is $1700. That's nothing. That's if you've drop, ever That's a drop in the bucket. If you've ever seen the I10 in fucking LA, it is no joke, folks. You, you wouldn't do a buck 10 driving down that motherfucker. I'll tell you that right now. That's no shit. Yeah. So I guess we're going to uh, Pennsylvania next there uh, for. uh, So, uh, yeah. So good old uh, John Fetterman here. Fetterfuck, who got out of, uh, I guess he's out of the hospital now. He supposedly like he had another coming out. He he went up and spoke today for the only the second time in his entire campaign in public. He spoke for less than five minutes and he didn't take any questions. Yeah, but did you hear what he said? Well, let's hear it. Because <laughs> it's quite comical, folks. Wait till you listen to this. We all might want to move to the state of Pennsylvania. <laughs> Joking. Oh, Thank you very much. Oh, that, that wasn't it. That was just him leaving. Oh. Holy yeah, shit, look at those skinny little legs. Because he was there for, for five minutes. Um, so anyway. He said that none of Dr. Oz's 10 houses were anywhere near the slums or something like that. Some Something stupid. Anyway. Yeah. But he also said that uh, he, he wants to d- decriminalize all drugs. Everything. Yes. Okay. But he wants to criminalize corporate pr- price hikes. He's a lieutenant governor running against the GOP candidate, Dr. Mohammed Oz. U.S. Senate race has supported soft on, on crime policies, COVID-19 lockdowns, pro-CRT teachers unions, decriminalizing all drugs and criminalizing price hikes by private companies. In 2015, while he was mayor of Braddock, Pennsylvania, Fetterman told the nation that he supported the decriminalization of all drugs. I am pro-legalizing marijuana, but I've even gone further than some of my colleagues because I'm decriminalizing across the board, Federman said. I see it as a public health issue, not a criminal issue. I've seen firsthand for the last 14 years the effects it has on families. In 2018, a podcast interview, Federman said the drug crisis, I think it's important. I think it's important that we have a society to get in front of it. I think it's important that as a society, we have it all, options on the table, including needle exchanges, which is only technically legal in Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, and even safe injection sites that are being considered. So now they're going to build places for these degenerates to go and shoot up in. Uh, he is a commie goon. He completely is. Um, he chaired the State Board of Pardons, was the only member who voted to com- uh, commune uh, Wayne Covington's sentence of life in prison. Covington pled guilty in 1970 to first degree murder to avoid the death penalty after admitting to shooting 18 year old uh, George Runyak 
to death for drug money while high. Yeah. This guy's a fucking goon. Yep. He sure is. He's a twit and a half. He's fucking, look at those skinny legs. He might be dead, honestly. That might not even be him. I don't know. That could be his blank. He went to the blank shop, got his new blank. He could be. Yep. So, uh, thousand dollar fine four year four days in jail which i had actually uh to serve 100 hours community service year probation victim impact class uh double a uh double a meetings year suspended license no accidents uh no crazy driving and one beer yep yeah liberal privilege darling that's how it works yep i dare them to say something to us about that there's no such thing as liberal privilege. How dare you? Well, right now, what's coming up to bite them in the ass is that they seemingly thought that in relaxing the COVID, basically in, in the CDC declaring that COVID is essentially over, you're just going to have to live with it now, that they thought everybody would be happy to go back to work. That's not the case. Well, it was really funny because this afternoon I got to, I had to go get my, uh, my, Billy balls check there, my eyeballs. Make sure that they're still working properly, right? So I can get they're my not. more sets of contacts, which they're not because I got more contacts. Anyway, um, while I was there, it was really funny because uh, I walked in, sat down. I didn't fucking put a mask on. I'm not fucking masking myself. Yep. So I just walked in, basically like kicked the door open. I was kind of like throwing my shirt on all at the same time because I was like, fuck, I got to go to this doctor's appointment, hauling ass from a job. So I go in there and this. Uh, one chick walks out and I go to the lady on the desk. She goes, Ryan. I was like, yes. And so signed in, did all my paperwork and whatnot, walked to the back and I'm about to go into the examination portion where they do the tests and all that crap right before you go in for your eye appointment. And I'm sitting there and uh, the lady walks out and she looks at me. She goes, I'm going to guess you're not going to wear a mask. Said, nope. Nope. So she went around and another lady came back that didn't have a mask on. And she did the exam. Okay. Don't know what that's about, but okay. Hey, I actually like that. I do too. Absolutely. By all means. If you're a retarded liberal and you're going to wear a mask, go for it. I'm not going to require you to. I don't, yeah. I'm not going to require myself to. Yeah. Don't have to in the state of Georgia. Yep. And fuck, she sits there. She said, okay. And so then I got called back in. I went to the doctor's office and everything. No mask on, no nothing. Yep. There was no doctor there either, though. That was a little weird. My first eye exam via Zoom, but. What? Yeah. It was an eye exam via Zoom. Are you kidding me? No. Dead serious. It was weird. It was really weird. How do you do an eye exam via Zoom? <laughs> I was like, uh -uh. I was doing this. I'll show you. You guys ready to see this? This is going to be funnier than fuck. <laughs> that doesn't work apparently it does i'm just saying apparently it does wow okay that's great um well right now in the government <laughs> see q boy said it looked all go. good that's all i need see he's like yeah you're 2020 bud yep no 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 no, no. not even close so, uh, oh, the nurse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Islands machine. Yeah. So she's like flipping it. I'm like, hey, just stop right there. We're good. I can see everything. The doctor's like, yeah, but 
what's behind the wall? I was like, there's two people walking by right now. And he's like, that's what I thought. I was like, come on, doc. That would, shit would be so cool. Dude, that, that machine is uber powerful too. That's so weird. Okay. Um, so, so weird. Oh, it's completely weird. Okay. Anyway. Um, so uh, officials, basically, everybody lower than the executive branch, you know, and even some people that are actually working in the White House, but anyone that's in D.C., you know, senators, Congress people, whatnot, they're like, hey, we we need our staffers to come back to work. Yeah, no. And people are like, yeah, no, that's that's not happening. And their issue is that the Biden administration is not telling people that they have to go back to work. Wait, wait, wait. Say that again. The Biden administration is refusing to tell people that they have to go back to the office. So liberal staffers aren't coming back to the office yet. Republican staffers are. And this that's weird because where, where did that come from? What, where did you get that story from? Um, this. Yahoo News. Yeah, um, this came from Yahoo News. So. This came out of Axios. Efforts by CEOs to push workers back to the office are failing as it becomes increasingly clear that the world of strictly in-office work is gone. Uh, while the country is back to normal from the height of the pandemic, in so many ways, we go to restaurants, movies, and get on planes, office life appears to be permanently changed. What was once unthinkable white-collar work is done mostly entirely from your house. Now has become pretty typical. Yeah. Well, let's see. In a State of the Union in the unit address in February, Biden described returning to the office as almost a kind of patriotic duty. He reiterated that message several days later from the White House. Because of the progress we've made fighting COVID, Americans can not only get back to work, but they can go back to the office and safely fill our great downtown cities again. Except those cities aren't safe, which is part of the reason why people don't want to go back to work. That was in early March. Since then, highly transmissible coronavirus waves have continued to scramble return to office plans. And then, of course, Russia, Russia, Russia. Um, in May, the end of May, Elon Musk told everybody at Tesla that they had to spend at least 40 hours a week in the headquarters or depart Tesla. Apple is now trying to get their people to come back to work three days a week. Hold on. Wait a minute. No. And they are saying, no. You know why? No, no, no. Because it's, it's too white. Get this. Some employees at Apple are pushing it back against the order. CEO Tim Cook uh, gave to return to the office for three days a week starting next month. Um, Future Time reports Cook wants to hang on to the in-person collaboration essential to our culture, according to the report. Uh, a group of Apple workers are circulating a petition protesting the uniform mandate and demanding more flexibility. Those asking for more flexible arrangements have compelling reasons for circumstances uh, from disabilities, visible or not, family care, safety, health and environmental concerns, financial considerations, and just plain being happier and more productive. The petition states people left. They left the Bay area. They left Austin to live and go and place, uh, go to places where they can actually afford to buy a house and raise a family. Uh, Jenki Parrish, a former Apple employee who led the employee group inside the company to address the remote work and other issues. He told Axios, people don't want to come up with three days, three hours uh, each way to get to the office. And when they do, they just don't, they just, um, the word, the same work is not done. Okay. Yeah. 
actually. And Apple, of course, declined to comment. Data data actually does show that their productivity has significantly increased as people have been working from home. Hey, when you're not commuting, if you get up at the same time, go to work. Yeah, you'd be done with the day by four o'clock. But see, but they people don't do that. Like, okay, my mom worked from home when I was a kid. She was probably one of the first, like, she probably had one of the first flex work schedules um, where she worked, she went into the office three days a week and she worked from home two days a week, um, especially when I was a teenager and she wanted to keep an eye on me in the summer. So she worked that out with them because she was a single parent and I was precocious. Um, so, uh, but it was, it was a, a flex, it was a flex work thing, right? She worked from home sometimes. She got up. She was in her office at six o'clock in the morning. She was in her office because it's not just about like you go in, you know, okay, normally you have an out, sometimes up to an hour commute, especially if you live in a city and you got bad traffic. You got to get up an hour earlier than that, at least shower, do your makeup, et cetera, get dressed. That's two hours right there of extra time. Same thing on the back end. Normally you would leave at five, but you wouldn't be home until 6.30 or seven with traffic. Well, you just stay in your office until seven. So my mom would be in her office literally for 13 hours a day. And that's what people were doing when they were working from home. But now that's changing too. So there's a new trend called quiet quitting. This is interesting because people aren't actually quitting their jobs. They're just saying, no, I'm not going to bust my ass. I'm not going to answer my phone 24 hours a day. I'm going to work from nine to five and that's it. I'm no. not doing anything extra. You're not paying me extra. I'm not doing extra. Fuck off. No, no they're kind of doing the. The bare possible minimum to keep their jobs. They're doing the office space thing. Yeah. They're like. That's exactly what they're doing. Peter, uh, we got to talk. No, no. And they're walking around their bosses and mm -hmm. going right out the door. They're, there's none of this extra shit anymore. There's none of it. There's no extra shit. Nobody's going the extra mile anymore. Why? Because they don't give a shit about climbing the corporate ladder anymore. They don't like yeah. the corporate ladder anymore. They, and I mean, I, I did this for years and I mean, my, our life is so different now, but I was stuck in that rat race. I was, I was at work at seven, seven o'clock every morning or eight, you know, if I dropped the kids off at school and went to work and I mean, I, I was home at sometimes like I, I made it a priority that I had to be home in time for dinner at seven 30. It didn't always happen. Um, on the weekends, psh, I easily put in a 15 hour day, but I was salary. I didn't get paid anymore. Um, in fact, I, when I went for a promotion, I told my boss, I want this job. And he was like, well, and I was like, I've already been doing this job. I'll tell you what, I'm going to continue to prove to you that I can do this job. And eventually you're going to pay me for it. That was such the wrong attitude to have. And now I understand it. But then I didn't because then I had ambition, right? I wanted to be a general manager. And they dangled that in front of me for the longest time. And I was a great assistant general manager. And then when I left, they were like, but you were going to be general manager. When? Because as assistant general manager for one for the cash cow of the company, I made less than the front office manager someplace else in the same company. So no. You don't pay people properly or evenly across the board. Um, you don't appreciate the hard work that people put in. Uh, you, you just co constantly ask for more, more, more. We're not willing to give it anymore. 
I mean, I did the drastic thing. I walked away entirely. I said, fuck corporate entirely. I'm, I'm out. Now I'm growing my own food and growing our food and raising animals and doing this show. But that, that rat race, I'm, I'm actually really glad that a lot more people have figured out that that's not the way to live. Yeah. Well, quiet quitting though is more like, look, um, if you don't have anything going on, you go home. It's all it is. I mean, I did it for about, I've been doing it. Yep. I, I, if there's nothing to do, I'm, I got stuff to do at home. I got, I got tons of things to do now. We moved to a new, new home. I shit. We're not even done moving. Yeah, no shit. Yep. So, um, yeah, it says, uh, you're quitting the idea of going above and beyond <laughs> your general manager. Now the pay is shite, but mix your assistant, right? <laughs> I need a new assistant. <laughs> Can I get an intern? <laughs> you're right. You do. You're a great assistant. It's so good. It's, I'm so glad you're beautiful, babe. <laughs> Some more of that liberal privilege for you, folks. You're no longer subscribing to the hustle culture mentality that work has to be your life. And because for the longest time, we were all living to work instead of working to live. That's really what it is. You know what though? I, I hate when they do these articles, right? That they bring up these kids that are 24 years old, dude, you don't even know oh, yeah, what no a shit. long day is. yet. You have no idea when you, when you put in an 80 hour work week and then, and still have to go home every single night to feed your family and, you know, take care of your, get them ready for school the next day. And I would say clean the house, but I never did that. So, um, <laughs> It's true. I mean, then, then, you know, when you're 45 and you've been doing that for 20 years, then you can come and bitch at me that you've had enough. But when you're 25, fucking put your, put your big girl panties yeah. on. Let's go. Exactly. Get back to work. So you do have to pay your dues. You cannot expect everything to be handed to you when you're just fresh out of college. I'm sorry. But when you've been working and climbing for a very long time and you're not getting anywhere else, sometimes it's time to make a change. Yeah. And yeah. if quiet quitting is the way to do it, I, I, you know, it's funny. Everybody's just like, you don't want to go like work some, be some manager. No, I was like, I don't, you know what I you want to do? Responsibility. I, I don't want to have to worry about wiping other people's noses anymore. I just, I, I want to go to a job where all I got to worry about is myself. I don't want to have to worry about somebody else. I don't want to fucking have to babysit somebody else. I just want to go to a job where it's just me. Yep. And that's it. Absolutely. So, um, but yeah, Lindsay, this is something they're, they're sitting in their apartments doing nothing, then order all their shit to be delivered to them and have their parents pay their rents. Some of them, um, some of the pushback on the other side, especially the people that are, I mean, now people are getting laid off right, left and sideways, but the people that don't want to go back to the office, um, are they more productive? Some of them? Yes. The ones that have that ingrained work ethic, but how many kids have that anymore? And do they not want to go back to the office because they're scared of people now because they've been shut down and isolated for so long that they legitimately have, they've lost all their social skills and have no idea how to interact with a bunch of people that they don't necessarily know. It will be, uh, I, I think this is going to be one of those problems that like, uh, if we just remove the warning labels off of certain things, we would be a whole lot better in this world. But I, I think even better past that though, this is like a self-licking ice cream cone. This will solve itself because either everybody's going to get fired or people are going to start 
taking their companies and doing different things with them or everything. This, this staying at home shit is going to become a real thing. You imagine that if watch them start basing salaries on that too. They already do. Cause that should be a drop in your salary. They should cut away money from you because, Oh, well we don't have to keep this space for you anymore. We don't have to worry, cut your insurance. We well, don't have to worry about your insurance. And that's the other problem is that so many of these companies, because they did so well in the Trump years, they built big, beautiful new office spaces. Apple built a huge complex. I don't think anybody's been in California, it. In California yeah. and yeah. no one's been there, but they still have to pay the upkeep on it. Yep. They still have all those construction costs. They didn't pay out of pocket for that. You know, they, they that shit's mortgaged to the hilt. No one Easy. spends their own money to build stuff like that. They spend the bank's money. But if they're not actually getting the production out of it, then what's the What's the point? And no one else is going to buy it because it says Apple all over. No, and no, but no one else is going to work either. Yeah. Nobody can afford do with it. That giant complex. So, um, now you have all these office buildings that are wasting away in downtown areas. And, uh, and then at the same time though, if you don't have people in office buildings anymore, then on the back end, you don't need people to clean set office buildings every night. Yep. Um, you don't need as many engineers at Con Ed to uh, check the the meters in them. You, I mean, the, this all has a, a trickle down effect where it impacts jobs. It's not just the Apple jobs; it's all of the service jobs that are dependent on people being in those office buildings. Yep, that are all significantly impacted. Yep, that's it's, it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. It is, and then at the same time. You know, we keep hearing every month we hear from the administration that we have like uh, jobs. We've we've now what we have the best, the strongest, the economy. strongest job recovery yeah. ever. Um, it's fighting back the recession all by its lungs yeah, himself that that now, you know, we've actually we're, we're actually into creating jobs like everybody that was out of work because the pandemic is back. And now we've created more jobs. This is what's coming out of the administration. And we've been calling bullshit on that for quite some time. Now we have the receipts. Isn't that interesting? From Zero Hedge, just how cooked is the official jobs data? PwC finds more than half of U.S. companies are laying off workers. Yep. Nearly three months ago, when tabulating real-time mass layoff data, Piper Sandler, chief economist, economist Nancy Lazar concluded that post-COVID right-sizing means that lots more layoffs are coming and added that many companies overhired and overpaid during the COVID crisis. Since then, it's only gotten worse for those who track corporate layoff announcements. Um, Ultratech is laying off 600 people. Electric truck maker Rivian will be laying off 840 people. 7-Eleven uh, is eliminating 880 corporate jobs. Shopify is laying off 1,000 people. Vimeo reducing 6% of its workforce. Redfin reducing 8%. Compass reducing 10%. Remax, real estate reducing 17% of its workforce. Robinhood, Bitcoin reducing 23% of its workforce. Ford is preparing to cut as many as 8,000 jobs in the coming weeks. Geico has closed every single one of their offices in the state of California. That will result in a vast number of workers losing their jobs. Walmart is eliminating 200 corporate jobs as it contends with rising costs, bloated inventories, and weakening demand for general merchandise. Yeah. And yet, while the initial jobless claims have indeed moved notably higher in recent months, the Bureau of Labor Statistics stubbornly refuses to report the true state of the U.S. labor market, where despite continued softness in the household survey, where no new jobs have been added since March, 
the far more politicized establishment survey, which after all is what the Biden administration points towards as the only silver cloud in an otherwise recessionary and hyperinflating economy, has continued to show remarkable resilience and growth growth in the recent months. So much so that the differential between the household and establishment surveys has grown to a record 1.8 million jobs since March. They faked 1.8 million jobs. That surprises you? No, not at all. Remember 1.8? Or was it? How many people? How many people voted for him? Yeah. 81. 81 million. They faked 81 million votes. Come on. Come on. Well, if you didn't hear, uh, in the coming days, uh, tomorrow, I believe, The Hill reported today, there's there's a report being released either, I think it's tomorrow. I'm almost positive it's tomorrow. Um, But there was apparently legislation drafted after the last time we had that little UFO conference. Remember the UFO thing? Okay, QA boy, what is Mullen? I've never heard of this. Please, tell me what Mullen is. If something's going to fix me, I would love it. Anyway, um, this shit that they've been talking about, this... uh, these UFOs, apparently there's some big uh, congressional legislative report that is being released tomorrow. And uh, right now, uh, apparently this has got some heat behind it where they're going to explain um, what exactly uh, the government's contention about UFOs is and um, where the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence um, concerning UFOs goes from here. Um, this is going to be interesting because it seems like they're beginning to say that they're like dropping hints, you know, early before it hits, like, um, they consider like objects is, uh, for instance, one of the revised definitions of UFO, UFO also includes transmedium object. Uh, which according to lawmakers, it's a transition between space and the atmosphere in time. Um, the atmosphere be like two bodies of water in time. And I was like, holy shit. There, is this, are we really talking about like transdimensional like warp drives and shit? I mean, is that what we're talking about here? Is this what Congress is about to talk about. In short, members of a key national security focus committee believe that the objects of unknown origin demonstrating remarkably advanced technology by moving seamlessly between space, air, and water. A report uh, accompanying the legislation notes also says the transmedium threats to the United States national security are expanding exponentially, which is weird. Um, So now I think UFOs are going to hit us. Possibly prior to the election. Oh, sounds like, uh, what's it called? Project Bluebeam? Could be some Bluebeamish there, but I was going to go with Martian. Wasn't that the one where they came down and they started shooting people with all the ray guns and shit? It was really funny. And they went, remember that? No. No. But okay. Sure. Never remembers it. Anyway, so a UFO report is going to get released tomorrow, and it should be uh, spot on, boom, diggity, boom. Uh, Let me see here. Where else? Oh, let's go to this while we're waiting. Because uh, really quick, 
What the frick? Um, what is wrong with your stream deck now? Seriously? For fuck's sake. Are you kidding me? Wow. Let me see here. Hold on a second. I have no idea. Okay. This is craziness. I was going to play it and it won't play. Anyway, I'll just go to the All right. Fuck it. Cute <clears throat> boy, I got Mullen coming tomorrow. Thank you. I don't know what Mullen is. It's Mars it. attacks. That's it. That was that. That was it. There you go. Thank All you. Right. So from the desk of Anthony. Fauci. So looking back at some of those decisions, including masks, you were first opposed to them, then you embrace them. Uh, the severity of, of the epidemic itself and completely shutting down uh, virtually the entire American economy. Do you regret particularly the last one, the shutdown, the sweeping shutdown that some yeah. said made things worse? <laughs> No, I, I, I don't, uh, Neil. And in fact, I think we need to make sure that your listeners understand I didn't shut down anything. Yeah. He didn't he shut down didn't anything? shut down anything. Wait, what? He didn't even shut his mouth, for Christ's sakes. Uh-huh. Well, understand, Funny, folks. Because it came out that he was the first one to say 15 days to slow he was the first one yeah. to say that. Um, really quick too just so you're aware why this is so important now because apparently after yesterday's announcement that he's going to retire um apparently all he saw was the vitriol that came flying back at him yeah like oh he actually we're still gonna throw your ass in jail he actually talked about our box of flip-flops did he on the air tonight that's awesome so uh in his little interview, he was talking about uh, the, he's like, apparently they think that that's a flip flop. <laughs> I was like, excellent. No shit moron. All right. See, there we are again. Yep. Killing shit. Send him Fauci boxes of flip flops. Fucker. All right. Uh, that, uh, and, and, and the same ideas were bandied about a, a shutdown. Uh, let's do things remotely. Would, would you consider that? Do you think we should as a country consider that again? I think we should always learn lessons from the past, Neil. That is one of the things about medicine and science and public health that I have tried to do for my entire 50 year career to be flexible and open-minded. So if you look at things we may not have done perfectly or even not done well, you go back and you try to learn from that. Maybe people can learn that if they would encourage people to get vaccinated, we may not have had so many deaths. So I think the people who criticized me should talk about their own reluctance to promote vaccination. That's the point that I would make in rebuke of that. You fucking fucktard. Are you fucking kidding me? Seriously, I want to reach through there and strangle that man. Number one, if he really had learned from history, why didn't he refer back to his paper that he wrote in, I believe it was the 90s, when they researched the Spanish flu of 1918? And they concluded that the majority of the deaths were not actually caused by influenza. They were caused by, wait for it, masks from people wearing masks because it caused pneumonia and bronchial infections and all kind of other additional infections where they would have been able to get through, over the influenza on their own if they hadn't put a fucking mask on their face. 
learn from history, my ass. He did learn from history. He learned from history the best way to kill people without getting blamed for it. So this afternoon we, we watched this, um, and I, I was sitting there and, uh, actually I watched it and I was on the phone with you while I was watching it and you were listening to it through the phone in the background. So when I got home, I had this, I had this thought and I've been thinking about it for a hot minute because, okay, Fauci's retirement. What does it really mean? He's backing out. He thinks he's saving himself somehow because he won't be attached to the federal government. So they're not going to look at him. He's higher than a kite. We all know that. We get it. Pfizer right. or Moderna? Where's he going? Probably Moderna. I, I said, no, well, yeah. Uh, no, I said Pfizer because I think I think he's going to Pfizer. Yeah, but he owns a part of Moderna. Yeah, but he, Pfizer doesn't, uh, Moderna doesn't really hire like that. Mm -hmm. Pfizer's dirty enough to yeah, do Yeah, no, that. Moderna hires like that. They all do. They, it's a fucking revolving door through all three of those. But companies. anyway, anyway, so I'm sitting there thinking, what is... What is the big hoopla with it? What, why, why is this such an ordeal? Why are they making such a big deal of this? Right. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, okay, yeah, I know that the fucking fucked hard rhinos are going to go after him. I know that we all know that, but why is this being made such a big deal of on the air? And then like when I got home this afternoon, it hit me. I was like, I walked in here. I, I looked at Vila and she's behind the computer and I was just like, Hey, and she's like, what? I was like, I'm going to say something that's going to fucking blow your mind. I said, but what if, and I'm just spitballing here. I have no reason to believe this. This is just my, the way my brain works. So you guys get to hear it too. I was like, what if Fauci is a plant? What if Fauci is a plant put there to when the day he retires, he comes out and fucking just starts you know how much dirt Fauci has been fucking given. Think about it. Trump never fucking fired Fauci. And this it, is why I am the mother of the apocalypse and he is Mr. Hopium. It is one of the things that has irked me from the word go. Trump never fired Fauci. There's a reason for it. I don't know what the reason is, but there's a fucking reason for it. What if this has all been fucking worked out in the background? What if the, the rift between Fauci and Trump was supposed to happen for the cameras? Obviously, they can't do it for anything else, but do it for the camera. Why not? Then Fauci gets basically brought in under the wing of the liberal party. And they're like, welcome, welcome, Dr. Fauci. And then he gets the rest of it. He gets all the dirt, everything, he, everything that Trump was worried about. He's got his spy on the inside. And then fucking Fauci turns around. Drop state's evidence. Boom. There you go. That would be that. That would be fantastic. I, I, I would love to smoke whatever you're smoking. That'd be a fine. How do you do? Yeah. Okay. Well, isn't that a fine? How do you do? Donald's dad is General Patton, the real father. Very true, Corey. I, I, I'm just saying, think about it. It makes sense. Um, normally the most plausible explanation for things is normally the explanation. I said end times may be closer than we think. And by end times, I knew, I, I mean, a new beginning, I think. Um, yeah, we talk about that in true spiracy quite often, quite often. Anyway, 
Um, get, play the next Fauci clip because this jacket. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Before you do that, what he talked about being vac about getting everyone getting vaccinated, right? It, you should really look at yourself if uh, if if you were not encouraging vaccination. And the CDC is doubling down on that. So y'all have heard about the new Omicron variant variant coming out. Point four zero five or whatever it is. So the new newly up, updated the C, CNBC reported that newly updated COVID booster shots designed to target Omicron's BA.5 subvariant should be available within the next three weeks. But that begs an important question. Who is going to be eligible to get them? So I'm sorry, I have very bad news for all of you. If you have not already gotten your first five worthless poison shots, you will not be eligible to get this one. Damn. Yep. The only way, this is so fucking funny. If you're unvaccinated, you won't be eligible for the updated formula unless you complete a primary series with the existing COVID vaccines. Yeah. For what? This is for the Omicron? Uh-huh. The yeah. short answer, anyone ages 12 and up who has completed a primary vaccination series, um, a Centers for Disease Control and Prevention spokesperson tells NBC's CNBC's Make It. It's unlikely no matter whether you've received any other booster doses or not. Okay. So you have to have at least the first two COVID shots in order to get the booster dose for Omicron. But if you're unvaccinated, you won't be eligible for the updated formula until you've completed a primary series with the existing COVID vaccine. So basically, if you are the one person in the world who has not been mRNA compliant but has decided after two years that you really want to get the Omicron shot, you're fucked. Look at the, the Pfizer loyalty card. That is fucking hysterical. Yeah. There you go. There's your Pfizer loyalty card. That's hysterical. It's true. There's, what, 10 shots, 10, 10 slots on there. Yeah. Get 10, get one free. <laughs> And this comes on the heels that uh, the CEO of Moderna is claiming that he's in the process of throwing $30 million into the garbage because no one wants the shots. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, our news is getting out there. It really is. It's a good thing, too. Yep. Stopping everybody from dying. And then on top yeah. of that. Thunder kicks for the pure, pure bloods. If it doesn't. I, what, I don't know. It's not working right now. I don't. What the fuck is wrong with the machine? I have Should, no idea. Is it unplugged? No. It wouldn't be lit up. True. With all the shit, if it wasn't un if it was unplugged, I have no idea. Was there supposed to be another plug into it somewhere? No, no, just the one. Just the one. Well, fucking a. I don't have Stream Deck rights tonight. I apparently uh, something went wrong, and it's I don't know. It's so it's so random too because it's so random. I I had it just it was working fine last night. I know. It's not like we did anything different. Yeah. Configure Stream Deck. No, nah, I'm going to try this real quick. Quit it and reopen yeah. it. Yeah. See if that works. Because, you know, Mick can't be without his fun sounds. You're damn right. Absolutely. Well, while You're you do that, play right. the next Fauci clip because he had more to say in this interview with Cavuto. And I'm right there with you, uh, Leo Slayer. I don't know who to make fun of, Fauci or Cavuto, because they're both fucking shills. Yeah, they are. Both of them. In retrospect, and Doctor, did do you regret we... that it went too far? Whatever your original intentions were, and it's easy to be a Monday morning quarterback here, but that it went too far, that particularly for kids uh, who, who couldn't go to school except remotely, that it's forever damaged right. them. Well, I don't think it's forever irreparably damaged anyone, but I think obviously, and you, if you go back and people selectively, Neil, pull things out about me, 
people selectively kneel, pull things out about me, yeah, and the, they make one. make bad noises and sounds and stuff, and I don't like it. Try the next one. It really sucks. Because he doesn't believe that data. <sighs> He's such an idiot. I know. People just pull out selective things about him because they don't like him and stuff. And They are literally now calling children the COVID generation. Did Fauci lift an eyebrow? That's a good question. I don't know. Look at this. It is down at an angle. That's weird. Yeah. Hmm. So, doctor, when the Wall Street Journal took a look at states that locked down and, and states that didn't lock down nearly so much and concluded, we now know that states that locked down uh, fared no better and sometimes worse than those states that didn't. What do you think of that? You know, I really question those data. Neil, I'm sorry. There are many people who statistically looked at those data and disagreed with that. Because when you look at lockdown, there's so many other things that go along with that. And there's been a lot of pushback on that type of a conclusion that states that locked down did as well or better than states that didn't. I, I think that there's a lot of debate about that. Lots so of debate. He said that backwards. Actually, he said there's debate about states that locked down did well or better than states that didn't. But he said it backwards because the data shows that states that locked down did significantly worse than states that didn't, which there were really only two states that stayed open. That was South Dakota and uh, Florida. And interesting about South Dakota, because this came out yesterday. This was crazy. Um, I can find it. Where did I put it? It's over here. If you can find it. Yeah, well. There we go. I think I fixed it. Oh, I have all kinds of shit over here. I know you do. You keep dropping shit, too. It's awesome. Uh, Christy Nome, the governor of South Dakota, is currently under investigation for perhaps... Um, uh, something to do with her daughter's real estate license. There was some kind of... Um, Pay to play mishandling in her daughter's getting her real estate license, and mm -hmm. they are they are pointing the target at Christy Nome right now. So, Ooh. and and it says it, there may have been some inappropriate actions there. Not that there were. There may have been interesting, which sounds like a fishing expedition. Yeah. Um, sounds like they're doing a pull, trying to pull a Trump thing. They sure are because. Christy Nome, like Ron DeSantis, was the only other governor that stood up and said, nah, bear. So that's that's interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. I, I did not hear that one today. That was a yeah, that's a good one. I heard that yesterday and I again can't find the story. It's somewhere. But well, you know that they found uh, supposedly they're coming out with all these documents off the the fucking the Trump thing, the Trump thing. Yeah. It's getting worse. Uh, 300 pages, 700, pages? 700. I don't know if it's 300 or 700. I, I think it's 300 above the SCI level, which is a sensitive compartmentalized uh, information level. And then the uh, the other ones were classified uh, top, uh, secret above. So. Um, but apparently they still haven't gotten enough paperwork out of there because apparently there's some 15 other boxes or something like that. Well, supposedly now the DOJ is saying that there might actually be even more yeah. documents there that they have to go get. So you spent nine and a half hours in there with 30 agents and you didn't you get overlooked enough? stuff. So is so now my question is, is Trump supposed to play ball or not? Yeah. 
You know, because the last time I can understand, okay, it would look kind of bad if the, you know, former president didn't play ball with the government. I could see that. I, I could see an argument for that. And I understand that. And I'm not blaming anybody. I get it. However, this time, it, okay, so the June thing was that nice time. Then they raided the house. And now they're going to, what, knock on the door and ask, hey, those other boxes that are down there, can can we get those? Uh, are are you for real? I mean, Trump probably will sit there and go, yeah, come on. Because he's not going to give the government employees a hard time. But you better fucking believe that the government's going to take an ass raping. Going to be taking an ass raping because there's no way that this is going on now twice. This shows complete and utter incompetence as far as I'm concerned by by the Biden FBI, period. This is no longer, an, I, don't get me wrong, folks. The FBI needs to go uh, first first and foremost, absolutely just torn apart. I've even got the, the agents are now telling me that we need to tear this bitch down. Um, that's That's bad. That's bad when your lowest guys on the ground are saying we need to tear this yeah. bitch down. That is bad. But I mean, hey, it is what it is with any other government bureaucracy, if you look at it, honestly. Um, is that the way it's supposed to be? No. But for them to fuck it up this bad and now they've got to go back and get more documents? Nah, nah, bear. For the third time? Nah, bear. If it were me, I'd be like, fuck you. Well, and then- Hit, hit, hit the bricks, bitch. On top of that- you know how Biden, uh, dirty mop head, the last time we saw her speak was when she said that the DOJ was completely separate and did their own investigations and the White House didn't have any knowledge of this whatsoever. That is not true at all because so Biden has known. True. Biden has known almost since 27, uh, 20, 2007. What, that they were going to raid Trump's house? No, that... Because he was the one that pushed the, the Russian collusion and investigating, well, or uh, I'm sorry, 2016, he was the one that pushed, suggested, yep. suggested that we go after Mike Flynn for, uh, which in all honesty, in retrospect, now looking back on it, I don't completely disagree with that call. However, um, minus the fact that I won't consider Mike Flynn a part of us, however, he's a part of a movement Um that I agree with him more on other things, even though I still complete completely think he's a shell, but that's neither here nor there. They did that. And he, he interjected there. He interjected again with, with Hunter and, you know, he's so proud of Hunter Schlong. We know that, um, well, he, he interjected in foreign business dealings. He interjected in this. So the Biden administration, months before the Mar-a-Lago raid, asked the federal agency in charge of keeping the nation's records to let the FBI pour over documents from former President Donald Trump's home, a newly disclosed letter shows. The White House's counsel's office sent the request to the National Archives and Records Administration in April. Acting archivist Deborah Wall later told Evan Corrigan, a lawyer, a lawyer for Trump, on April 11th, 2022, the White House Counsel's Office, affirming a request from the Department of Justice supported by an FBI letterhead mem memorandum, formally transmitted a request that NARA provide the FBI access to the 15 boxes for its review within seven days, with the possibility that the FBI might request copies of specific documents following a review of, of the boxes. We'll send the letter. 
Uh, the boxes were transferred to NARA in mid-January from Mar-a-Lago. David Fierro, the archivist until May, previously told the House of Representative panel that the boxes contained classified documents, although Trump maintained that he de declassified everything. Uh, among the materials, according to Wall's letter, over 100 documents, more than 700 pages with classification markings, including some of the highest levels of classification. Again, that doesn't matter. If Trump declassified them, they're declassified. Um, let's see. Basically, Biden knew... So Christopher Schroeder, an assistant attorney general appointed by President Joe Biden, said that it was unprecedented for a former president to assert executive privilege against an incumbent president to prevent the latter from obtaining the NARA presidential records belonging to the federal government, where such records contain information that is needed for the conduct of current business of the incumbent president's office that is not otherwise available, citing U.S. codes. Um, so... Biden has tried to revoke Trump's executive privilege. He's like, he was like, no, that, that doesn't, that doesn't play. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. He did do that. Yeah. No, he tried. Yeah, he did. Okay. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. We're yeah. Gonna see, fuck. I hope I can. No. Nope. Nothing. I don't have anything. Nope. I don't know why. There's a memory problem somewhere here. Fuck. God. I need my buttons. I know you need your buttons. I need my buttons. All right. But anyway, go figure. Okay. So yeah, so Biden's, Biden knew. Biden knew. We know that. 100% Biden knew. So with the 300 plus documents uh, that they're now claiming are above SCI level, blah, 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 whatever. It doesn't matter. It was officially collected on the rate. Anyway, Biden White House facilitated the DOJ's criminal probe against Trump. That's what we just talked about. So don't need to go through that one. But this is actually a really good story. Justin News did a fucking great piece on this uh, today. And it really spells out uh, what exactly the executive privilege they uh, she was alluding on to because it it talks about that's essentially unconstitutional technically per the constitution biden can't do that Yet he did. so it's odd um odd 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 uh, uh he also was the one like i said that raised the idea to personally investigate fucking flynn and uh <laughs> yeah get ready get ready folks if you love all these social media co companies getting involved in uh fucking um election falsehoods get ready because here comes a familiar playbook oh oh play this it, it's a coming it's a coming you're about to get ads upon ads upon ads about what's fake what's not we're about to get serious about this now Great question. And I've been out on the campaign trail. I'm in Alabama just today doing some stories about sort of redistricting and the, and the political atmosphere in this state. But what you see really is on the Democratic side, people that are very, very worried about the direction of this country. They're very worried, especially about former President Trump possibly coming back into power or former President Trump or, or another Republican stealing the election in 2022 or 2024 because we've seen so many election deniers be be elected. So a lot of Democrats on the Democratic side, they're very worried about abortion also and abortion rights. And then on the Republican side, I can tell you that I'm also hearing from people that especially some that are unfortunately believing conspiracy theories and lies about the election of 2020, they're worried that the country is going in the wrong direction because they're seeing too many people um, say that the election was free and fair, which of course it was. You're also hearing a lot of anxiety based on my reporting about inflation and about gas prices because you have a lot of Republicans running around the state 
who are around the country also that are really saying this is going to be an economic situation that we're not going to recover from and that President Biden is leading the country off of a cliff here. So on both sides, in both political parties, you're seeing a lot of anxiety. Add to that, Jose, that we're still living in the middle of a pandemic. More than a million Americans have died. And I think while we are always doing stories about all of the different political implications and political developments, I think a lot of people simply are feeling very scared about their personal lives and scared about the future and and sort of their ability to survive and thrive in this country. Yeah. You can stop that. Who in the hell is that? I don't know. Some dumb bitch. Because, yeah, because I'd like to – she just threw out a different narrative than what the current administration's putting out because she well, just said she that said more that- than a million Americans have died from COVID and that COVID's still a thing and that we're still in the middle of a pandemic. And I'm like, no, we're not. According to fucking Joe Biden, it's done. It's over. It's gone. It's out of here. Go back Where's to work. Where's that bitch going? Boom. Back to work. Oh, but what's going to happen tomorrow? I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You told me about it. I'm sure I did. He's going to make something just oh, go that's away. Right. That's go right. Away. It's just going to go away. Oh, wait. But before we continue on. So the uh, familiar uh, playbook that you're about to see on uh, social media. As the United States marches towards another election season, social media companies are stealing themselves for the deluge of political misinformation. Those companies include TikTok, Facebook, trumpeting a series of election tools and strategies to look similar to their approaches in previous years. Disinformation watchdogs warn that what what while many of these programs are useful especially efforts to push credible information in multiple languages the tactics proved insufficient in previous years and may not be enough to combat the wave of falsehoods pushed this election season by those nasty dirty republicans here are some anti-misinformation plans from facebook tiktok twitter and youtube uh facebook's Big thing um, is largely consistent with the policies and safeguards, uh, said Nick Clegg of 2020, the president of global affairs for Meta. Uh, Posts are rated uh, on falsity, uh, whether how false they are. Um, They'll get several warning labels, which can be used as banners, false information, blah, 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 this, that, and the other thing. Nobody likes Facebook. Nobody even goes to Facebook anymore. Twitter's going to be a little bit uh, Twitter- uh, TikTok is going to, um, they're going to offer a fact checking service. Oh my God. Oh, Politico is going to be their fact. Oh, forget it. It's fucked. That's it. I thought Meta, Meta had Politico. I guess Politico is offered in a couple different places. I don't worry about it. That's all bullshit. Yep. Okay. Uh, so yeah, tomorrow. Supposedly, the administration is going to cancel student debt. Go ahead and play this clip. There are some qualifications. It's not just all student debt. But remember when Nancy said the president just can't wave his hand and cancel student debt? Apparently, he can. Apparently, he can. Right now, the White House is weighing what to do about college loans as the current pause on most federal student loan payments is set to expire at the end of this month. Well, CNN's new reporting overnight is that officials are leaning toward canceling up to $10,000 in debt for borrowers who make less than $125,000 a year. This decision could come as soon as tomorrow we're hearing. So let's talk about it, the implications, what this would mean uh, with Mark Goldwine. He is a senior vice president and senior policy director for the nonpartisan committee for a responsible federal budget, also an econ professor at Johns Hopkins. It's good to have you, Mark. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. So I read through all your analysis, and basically it shows that canceling this student loan debt for folks 
would undermine the uh, inflationary work that the uh, Inflation Reduction Act uh, is set to do and what the administration wants it to do. Why? Why do they cancel each other out? Well, so the Inflation Reduction Act saves maybe $300 billion in the first 10 years. If we do cancel $10,000 of debt and just extend the pause a few months, we're going to be at about that much in terms of new costs. So all the deficit reduction is going to be wiped out. At the same time, we're probably going to do more to increase inflation from debt cancellation than any inflation reduction from, hmm. from the Inflation Reduction Act. Okay, so I want to get to the, the second point you made, and that is, you know, what is inflationary and what is disinflationary. So there, there are a bunch of economists, I'd say Mark Zandi at Moody's, also former Labor Department economist, Heidi Sherholtz, who say they think you're wrong, right? And let me talk about Sherholtz, for example, who worked in the Obama administration. She says your analysis is, quote, profoundly off base. And the reason she says that is she points to the two-plus-year moratorium we've already had on student debt payment. And she says, basically, folks have had this money in their pockets for two-plus years, and so canceling the student loan debt would not effectively put more money in their pocket right now. How do you respond to that? Yeah, so what these folks are doing is they're playing a baseline trick. They're pretending that we're going to extend this repayment pause forever. And it's true. Compared to extending the temporary emergency-era repayment pause forever, just canceling debt and restarting payments would be disinflationary. But that's not the right comparison. The right comparison is compared to repayments starting in about a week as scheduled. Uh, this was always meant to be a temporary pause. If it's a permanent pause, it's not student debt, it's student grants. I, I think what is what complicates this picture, right, for the... I don't care about them anymore. So what does complicate the picture? I'm doesn't, confused. Doesn't it, it really doesn't. I mean, what they're talking about is... So it, fucking stupid. It really is. It's going to fucking kill our fucking yeah. economy. I it just... So if you make less, if you make $125,000 or less and you have $10,000 in student debt or $10,000 of student debt will be just gone. eliminated, just erased. Just gone. Yeah. But someone posed a very excellent question at a Bernie Sanders rally where Elizabeth Warren was with him. Um, of course. Yeah. The two windbags together. Yeah. I, I think that's hysterical. They both kind of sit on a sock. They're I mean, like the wind Why socks. the fuck is Bernie Sanders campaigning in Iowa? Is he going to run for president again? I don't know. I mean, if he's campaigning in Iowa... He might, he might run for president again. What do you, whoa, whoa, maybe, maybe him and fucking the fake Indian are going to run together. Warren, they're campaigning together right now. It's possible. What? Yeah. No way. I'm just saying, anyway, play this clip because this, this uh, she really is a fake Indian this too. This person asked a very, very good question. What happens with the debt? I just want to ask one question. My daughter's getting out of school. I saved all my money. She doesn't have any school. Money. Am I going to get my money back? So you're going to pay for people who didn't save any money, and those of us that did the right thing get screwed. No, it's not even that screwed. Of course we did. My buddy had fun, bought a car, went on vacations. I saved my money. He made more than I did. But I worked a double shift, worked extra. My dollars works you just 10. So you're laughing. Yeah, that's exactly what you're doing. We did the right thing and we get screwed. I appreciate that. All right, Wow. Yeah. So you're laughing pissed. at it. Yeah, she, he should be. Yeah. Right? I don't blame him. 
That's exactly why my mom said, I ain't paying for your college. Pay for your own damn college. Wow. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Anywho. Anyway, but um, this is that 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 might have been an older video. I'm not. It came out. uh, Sovereign Nations. Yeah. It popped up today, but it's uh, it's possible that it was older, but it doesn't matter because the the question is still valid. And the answer is still the same. Yep. Um, That hasn't changed. Nope. But this is this is a very old video um, when people still told the truth. That was an older video with Elizabeth Warren. Might have been. I don't know. I just saw it pop out today, so I'm not sure. But this one, this, this, yes, it still is relevant. So um, this is very relevant. This is very relevant. Watch this, y'all. Inflation is made in Washington because only Washington can create money. And any other attribution to other groups of inflation is wrong. Consumers don't produce it. Producers don't produce it. Trade unions don't produce it. Foreign sheiks don't produce it. Oil imports don't produce it. What produces it is too much government spending and too much government creation of money and nothing else. That is spot on. So true. Yep. That doesn't get more accurate. Yeah. I don't care who you are. Yeah. The chat's saying that that the Warren video was from 2020, which is very possible. But again doesn't matter hasn't changed it wouldn't surprise me though yeah. if if she's out there campaigning with bernie i mean yep why not and old tucker going back getting we're hit making all the rounds tonight we got cnn we got msnbc we got fox, fox. news yeah so uh for y'all that are you know growing your own food and want to share with your neighbors watch this and we wouldn't know about it if it were not for jeremy lafredo who works for rebel news he joins us tonight. Jeremy, thanks so much for coming on. This one story is kind of hard to believe. They're going after an Amish farmer. Who are they exactly? We have um, the U.S. Marshal Service recently raided Amos Miller's um, organic and holistic farm, um, demanding he cease operations. And they charged him, as you said, with $300,000 of fines, economically crippling the man. Um, And what's happening is you have um, the armed federal agents are demanding he stop uh, food production because of the meat. And you have him saying, well, you know what? I want to keep farming. So you have this back and forth between the giant empire of the U.S. federal government and this tiny little farm in Burdenhand, Pennsylvania. So they went after gyms, organic farmers and churches. So maybe they're against anything that's wholesome and edifying that makes you stronger and healthier and in favor of everything that diminishes you and makes you more dependent. I'm just sensing a theme here. Do you see this? Yeah. And another thing the community says is that they're coming after Amos to set an example. They're coming after an independent, successful farmer who um, takes out the government middlemen and provides food directly to his community and his people. Now, by taking out the middleman, by taking out the government, you're taking power away and taking leverage away from the government and putting that power and leverage in the hands of the community and the farmers and the people. And another thing I'll add is Amos's farm doesn't use any gasoline or any fertilizer. Now, as you know, these commodities have become very expensive because of Biden's policies in regards to the war in Ukraine and Russia. So, Amos has completely um, eliminate, eliminated any risk coming from um, the international or domestic politics of the Biden administration. And, you know, they're coming after him for it. 
Maybe if you promise to put more chemicals in the milk that turn kids trans, they'll lay off. Did any of the federal marshals decline to raid an Amish organic farm on principle, or did they all just go along with this? Do you th no. All I know is that um, many federal agents did not um, decline to go and did go along with it and raided the farm and took inventory of Amos's um, farm to make sure that he doesn't sell or produce any more meat. You know, I, we're for law enforcement, broadly speaking, but there's such a thing as conscience, okay? And they should not have gone along with this. When they tell you to raid an organic Amish farm, that's when you bow out, okay? I would say. And, uh, Jeremy, I appreciate your story that you did. It's shocking to believe it's real, but it is. It is. We're uh, thankful that you came. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. I, you know, hey, just another yeah, far overreaching. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, exactly. Biden administration taking care of us. But do they don't hey, don't worry about it, folks. The government's got your back. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Apparently they didn't have the back of the little girl in Russia that they assassinated, though. No. You hear about that one? No, go ahead and, and oh, tell us. This is a good one. Um so let's see. Uh so statements from Russia via UN representative Vasily Nebenzia. Um, and this comes from uh, clandestine's Substack. He says, I'm going to break down the passages that struck out to me. Full transcript linked in the footnotes. Hardly anyone can be satisfied with the international situation we are facing today. The international security system is going through a profound crisis. Almost all institutions it relied on have deteriorated and the level of trust between key international players has dropped to a critical low. For 30 years, we've been patiently trying to reach an agreement with NATO on the principles of equal and indivisible security in the Euro-Atlantic area. However, in response to our proposals, we constantly hear either cynical lies or attempts to exercise pressure and blackmail. The reason why the collective West has been purposefully destroying the system of European security all these years is that the calibrated system of checks and balances designed to take into account our interests has ceased to meet its hegemonic aspirations. It was tempted to bend the world into submission and force the whole world to work and live according to the set of rules uh, by Western countries. Collective security is incompatible with coercion and hegemony. The desire to undermine any alternative sovereign paths of development to keep countries and people in the grip of a colonial order. They use every trick in the book, rough interference in the internal affairs of states, coup d'etat, threats, blackmail, economic coercion, inciting conflicts. And in recent years, there have also been dirty misinformation campaigns based on lies and the presumption of one's own guilt. Truth and facts in their world do not play a role because the leading Western media and PR agencies are working to smear the opponent. We talk about that all the time. Today, by pumpkin Kiev with heavy weapons, the United States and its allies are doing everything in their power to protract the conflict in Ukraine, which began after the Maiden regime in 2014 attacked the people living in the southeast of the country with bombs and shells, relegating the Ukrainian people to the fate of cannon fodder. At the same time, contrary to their own declared values, Western countries cynically turned a blind eye to the spread of neo-Nazi ideology, massacres of the people in Donbass, and violations of international humanitarian, humanitarian law by the armed forces of Ukraine and the National Guards. In recent weeks, Western patrons of Ukraine have, in fact, helped Kiev in its attempt of nuclear blackmail, ignoring the shelling of the 
Zaporzhai nuclear power plant by the armed forces of Ukraine. At a UN Security Council meeting convened by Russia last week on this issue, not a single Western delegation was determined to call a spade a spade and urge Kiev to stop these dangerous actions that could lead to a radiation catastrophe on the European continent. We requested an urgent meeting, another urgent meeting in connection with the ongoing provocations of the armed forces of Ukraine against Zaporizhia nuclear power station. Today, before our very eyes, the contours of a new world order begin to shape. More and more countries are choosing the path of sovereign political, economic, and civilizational development, rejecting recipes and patterns imposed by Western countries. The West is ready to do anything to preserve its hegemony. For the sake of this, Ukraine was sacrificed, turned into a training ground for a proxy war with Russia until the, yet, until the last Ukrainian. We hope that the actions of the West in this country have opened the eyes of many in the world to the true background of the crisis that erupted on our planet. What's happening with Ukraine now and in general the actions of NATO on the European continent over the last 30 years is a lesson for the whole world. Do you think that in other regions the U.S. and its allies will act differently? History shows the opposite. Therefore, do not ask for whom the the bell tolls today. It tolls for you. History does repeat itself. How did World War I start, babe? 1918. With what specific event? Uh, Assassination. Of Archduke Ferdinand. Correct. Yeah. Uh, so this week, we attempted to assassinate one of Putin's allies, one of Putin's like top people, uh, planted a car bomb. This Putin's top person and his daughter, his 16, 17-year-old daughter, switched cars. Ooh, and that, she got killed. That seventeen-year-old daughter did it. They assassinated the daughter of one of Putin's now. Wait a top minute, people. You, you said a car bomb, correct? Yeah, I think uh, so. Yeah, no. Now I'm going to say no. Now on that, no. Uh, I'm going to say no. No. Well, that's what they were reporting. So, well, let me <clears throat> let me go ahead and explain to you why I say no. Okay, look. Did you all see the movie Law-Abiding Citizen? Yeah. With... Uh, the guy who looks like Russell Crowe, but isn't. Yeah. Yeah. He's the... Uh, oh, fuck. He's always the Secret Service agent for uh, Morgan Freeman. Yeah, yeah. And like Angels Fallen. Or yeah, whatever. some yeah. shit like that. Gerard. Yeah. Uh, Gerard. Yes. I forgot his name. Uh, anyway. It, the When they talked to that dude in the CIA down in the tunnel... When, uh, what's his name and the other guy, the two actors go down there in the tunnel and they're talking to that dude yeah. in Pennsylvania, supposedly, which really made me laugh. Yeah. Philadelphia to be exact. Um, he, he's down there, Jamie Foxx and the other guy is down there. They're talking to him. The guy says, Hey, do you know what a fixer is? That's a true job, folks. These guys think so far out of the box. Like I thought, I thought pretty far out of the box to come to solutions with problems. These guys come, they make everything airtight. So no matter what happens, it's all airtight. It is exactly the way it's supposed to. It's it's not a joke. There are people out there that do this. Um, Gerard Butler. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, a boneless I, I, chicken. I, I, can, I always just call him not Russell Crowe. Um, <laughs> but... Um, that that is true that that's what a fixer is they come in they're 
problem solvers, fixers. They always have different weird little acronyms and nicknames for them, but they, they come up with plans. And I, I know that they've been used in the United States before, but they've been used for like, uh, criminal cases that the FBI had, like they were trying to figure out how somebody could make something airtight. So who better do you bring in than somebody that does make shit airtight? Um, where you stop all, you get all the stops. Um, it, 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 it exists out there. They, these people exist. They're scary. They're scary, smart. Uh, they're the ones that I always tell you to watch your back around because these are the motherfuckers that can kill you and not even make it look like these are not the guys that Hillary Clinton employs. Let's put it that way. Cause these guys cost way too much money. Now, supposedly there's, sh- they are still Russians. Supposedly their shit went black a long time ago because back in the nineties, if you remember one of the big pushes by Bill Clinton, when he was first in office was that we were not allowed to have any CIA suicide or hit squads anymore going around, just whacking people. So, uh, they're, Again, their their job supposedly went black at that point, which did go black. Um, that's exactly what happened to it because just like any other good government program, it never goes away. No, it's it just gets cover. reclassified and renamed and shifted. And that's exactly what happened with this one. Uh, those fixers, they're still out there. They just operate under the black. You, you don't know about it because you don't need to know about it. But- if you need to know more, if you're one of those people that need to know more and you want to read a book about it, there's a book that I read as a kid. Now, this was childhood reading for me. So if you wonder why I am the way I am, um, I'm going to go ahead and show you. The name of this book is uh, Nazis are Red and Black is Black. And it talks about the most vengeful countries in the world. Us. Number one. At the end of that book, after you get through the top 30, number one is the United States. Absolutely. Uh, the number one country, we lost uh, 13, 13 soccer players in Lockerbie, Scotland. Um, Pan Am played 83. Yep. Yep. And when that crashed, we lost, and it was blown up. We okay. fucking blew it up. Anyway. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. No, we didn't. And this book is probably back when we were still probably telling them the truth about this shit. We didn't blow it up. However, the assholes that did, we blew up 13, 13 of their planes. Now, understand this goes back to the, this book was written in the 80s, early 80s. And this author would be considered a conspiracy theorist Absolutely. today. So if we've been, the reason that we get away with it is because of what that guy just said, the last clip there. They control the media outlets. Yep. We can make it like the flight never happened. We could say today it's gotten rather difficult because today every fuck, everybody walks around with their own personal recording device. Every day you do. People just grab the phone and up oh, there it goes. Yeah, the guy, he was released. Yeah. But he's probably a patsy. I completely agree. Absolutely. The guy we dealt for Lockerbie was most definitely. I did my college thesis on Locker on, on uh, but l- Like literally, we are the number one country not to fuck with our citizens because we come back after you. We fucking where who do you think does it? Depending on who's in office. 
because they right now don't give a shit about. No, they don't. They don't give a flying fuck. You're right. It does depend on who's in office. And another thing with depending on who's in office, it also depends on, well, are what type of military do we have at the time? Because a lot of it also revolves around that right now. You got to, you got to remember folks, we were at war for 20 years. Yeah. We had after doing that for as long as we had, we had one of the highest trained, ready to go militaries that were out there. Not anymore. Not anymore. They're all gone. Because once we come back from that, they started cutting people. They started mandating jabs. The guys that had time, fuck you, watch this. Hold my beer. And walked. Yep. One of them. Yep. Well, not really walked. I just retired, but whatever. It's the same thing. Yeah. yeah I quit. But- I quit being a soldier for a minute. I said, fuck that. Watch this. Oh. Hold my beer. I'm going to be another soldier somewhere else. Just that. Something else. Yeah, you know, all of that wonderful stuff. Yeah. Oh, we're back to Solyndra. Yep. So, Griff, explain why critics say President Biden may be setting the stage for Solyndra uh, 2.0. Say it ain't so. Uh, Good afternoon, Sandra. Well, as they say, the devil is often in the details and deep inside the Inflation Reduction Act on page 614, to be exact, is a major expansion of the kind of federal loan that Solyndra got a decade ago where they built the Obama administration for some half a billion dollars. Only this time, it's on a much larger scale. So much so that a former assistant energy secretary under the Clinton administration tells the New York Times it's a, quote, sleeping giant because of the massive amount being made available now. Now, let's go back and recall the Energy Department's loan programs began under President George W. Bush in 2005. That paved the way for guys like Elon Musk and electrical vehicles. But they were exposed also for waste and fraud when Solyndra went bankrupt in 2011 after squandering $535 million in failed solar panel loans under the Obama administration. Now, what the Biden administration is doing is adding $100 billion to existing loan programs and adding up to $250 billion in new loan guarantees in an effort to greatly expand the EV market, solar panel use, and other clean energy transitions, which are lofty goals, Sandra. But Gary Ackerman, the founder and former executive director of the Western Power Trading Forum, said, He's concerned we could see another Solyndra without proper oversight. I don't have high hopes uh, for throwing more money because you know what? Uh, The projects that get proposed sort of expand to the size of the money that's available. In other words, you're giving them an incentive to go bigger and not necessarily better. And this massive scale, again, $535 million is what Solyndra got away with in 2011. You're talking about $250 billion new dollars. Yeah, Solyndra 2.0. $250 billion, whatever. 25.0? Oh, uh, Outdoor Gal, welcome. I am sick. My children decided to share a head cold with us. Fun times. With you. With me. He he doesn't get sick ever. So um ever. Yeah. So I'm doing my best to get healthy because we're supposed to go to Reckoning Fest this this weekend in Texas. So I, I need to be healthy. <sighs> I know. I dude, I don't you have to unplug the whole bitch and plug it back in. Because that thing is just not working. No, it's not. You're having serious issues there. I know. It's time too. It's like fuck. I know. It's time for our Justin tribute. I know. I'm gonna 
plug it in again and see if I can get it to work. When in doubt, hard reboot. Yep. But speaking of, you saw Thunder. 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 Thunder kicks. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Before we get there, though, um, yes, I have elderberry syrup. The the tea I was drinking before is. Elderberry uh, tea. It's actually traditional medicinals, um, gypsy cold care with breezed easy, manuka honey, elderberry syrup, and a good shot of Jameson. Just and some show. crack for the side. Yes, and I have sinus sinus rinse as well. Actually, right right here, I I have all the stuff, so <laughs> I'm, I'm doing my best to push through it. Um, but this was the okay. This was the weirdest story. Came from the National Pulse. Get ready to laugh, folks. Michigan State University has done new research, and they have come up with a new type of wind turbine blades. Okay, made from it's comprised from a mixture of glass fibers with plant derived and synthetic polymers. Once the blades form and this resin can no longer be used, the new material can be recycled into a variety of products, including gummy bears to feed your children. They are going to turn wind turbines into gummy bears. Fucking gummy bears. I, I, Hey, hey, guys, especially the guys, did you ever see the episode of Oz where they were trying to get the Italian, uh, he was the mobster, he was the mob guy, and uh, they came up with the idea of crushing glass up and putting it in his food for like weeks, and then one day he just started puking blood and his nose started bleeding, everything just started bleeding, he pretty much drowned to death from blood. That's essentially what you're putting in your kid's guts. I, I wouldn't go doing that. No shit. The last time we trusted the government, because don't worry, the government's got your back. They wanted to stick a needle in your arm. Oh, yeah. How do you know those gummy bears don't have all the leftover COVID fucking serum, you know, mixed into them? I mean, they're talking about growing it on your on the, the produce that you buy from the grocery store yeah. now. They're talking about nanobots. They're yeah. talking about a bunch of crazy shit. I just read a story last night. We were sitting out in the back deck, just me and her bullshitting. And I read a story last night about them turning COVID into something like a skin tag. Yeah. Like a movable skin tag you can move around your body. And this would protect you from COVID. Not only will it protect you, but it'll also show you where you're at at all times and have a microphone and a camera on it all at the same time. That's funny. Jessica Rose, um, Dr. Jessica Rose, she's amazing. She wrote a Substack article on just that today and it was funny as shit. And she was like, can I get mine in the shape of an Irish wolfhound? Because <laughs> they said it's like a dog's nose yes. to detect COVID. And she's like, can I get can I get an Irish wolfhound one? That's which, what that's which, she, we must have read the same story. Jessica and was I, a substack. But no, 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 no. I didn't read her. Her. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. me and her must have yeah, read yeah, the same absolutely. story. Yeah, they did. Which, But it cracked me up because I was like, you know, Irish wolfhounds have really bad scent, right? Like, yeah, they, but they have really big noses, though. Yeah, but their their noses don't work. No, they don't work like half as most well. dogs. Yeah. Most dogs' nose work a thousand times better than any human. Wolfhound is it's a in his eyes. A sight, as a sight hound, so he is they, he, yeah. he can lock on from a ways away. Yeah, so it takes uh, him a minute to pick up anything via scent, but his eyes are amazing. That's why yeah. they always, if you ever watch them, they always protect them. It's really cool to watch wolfhounds. I just love watching dogs. That's part of it, right? So then. There's another story, actually a redaction with an addition, okay? 
It was a redaction. The original story was probably about that long. Okay, with Wait, a cover sheet. Hold on, Wix said. Wix said I read an article in the last two days about tomato flu in kids. What the fuck is tomato no flu? No shit. Okay, that's random. That is completely Although random. I did hear, though, uh, from a farmer that, you know, they normally grow 13 million tons of tomatoes in the United States. 13 million tons of tomatoes are consumed in the United States every year. But this year, they're only estimating they're going to put out 10 million tons of tomatoes because food shortages. So, like I said, the original article was about this big. So it's one page with some writing on the back, right? The original one. The new article is now 23 pages long. Of course it is. So get this. The Washington Post from none other than WOPO. Former security chief claims that Twitter buried egregious deficiencies. In an explosive whistleblower complaint obtained by the Washington Post, former Twitter security chief Peter Mudge Zatko alleges that the company misled regulators about lax security and spam bots within the company. It's pretty bad. This is a really long article. I'm not going to go too deep into it. I'm going to ask you to go read it on your own. I read it today. This is fucking amazing. Uh, This whistleblower came out and said, 238 million daily user accounts are government agencies. What? 238 million daily user accounts are government agencies, heads of state, and influential public figures within Twitter, according to what Twitter claimed. Yikes. Among the most serious accusations of the complaint, a copy of which was obtained by the Washington Post, Twitter violated the terms of an 11-year-old settlement with the Federal Trade Commission by falsely claiming that it had a solid security plan. Zacco's complaint alleges that he had warned colleagues the other half the company serves are running out of date in their vulnerable software, and the executives uh, withheld dire facts about the number of breaches and lacks of protection for user data, instead presenting directors with a rosy charts of measuring unimportant changes. Well, that's good. I don't give a shit because I literally lied uh, on every single part of my Twitter little fucking thing when I logged into it. So I don't give a shit, but this is a scary article. And the more and more I've read this article, reread parts of it because it goes into what the FTC knows, knew. I now, I think I have a complete picture why Elon Musk walked away from this. Deal. Absolutely. Did that come out of Alex Berenson's suit against Twitter? No, this came out of the Washington Post. This no, no, is no, a, but I'm saying I, I bet that came from. No, this was from, this is a, a, a correction to the original article, which was only a page long. Now it's 23 pages long. Yeah. I was fucking amazed. I was like, wow, somebody at the Washington Post actually knows how to do some jur- journalisms. No shit. It was amazing. All right, spark this one up because people are beating us to it here. Um, Anything in there? Yeah. You fucking bougie smoker. This is actually a sticker, y'all, that I put on my bag. This super spreader of truth sticker. I got the sticker from Mickey Willis at the last event we went to. Yeah, in Dallas. I don't think there's anything left. No, there's not. But anyway, I digress. So some of the other stories I got. Um, it is funny because a lot of people have been talking about this. And 
I added my two cents in on it the other night. I'm going to add in another four cents in on it right now. Uh, Judge uh, told the government to pound sand, considering their argument uh, about Donald Trump's estate and his home. Which Uh, judge? Because it wasn't Reinhardt. Reinhardt. Yeah, it was. As of this afternoon, it was Reinhardt. No, Reinhardt's out of that air. He he can become into that case, but that that whole thing. U.S. official government officials haven't presented sufficient evidence to keep the key document related to the search warrant executed by former President Donald Trump's home shielded from the public. A federal judge ruled August 22nd, as of today. Uh, officials have claimed that the affidavit uh, convinced the U.S. magistrate judge Bruce Reinhardt to approve uh, the warrant needs extensive redactions to protect FBI agents, witnesses, as well as ongoing investigation into Trump. The redactions would have left very little to nothing of substance, Jay Bratt, chief of the Department of Justice Counterintelligence and Export Control Section, told Reinhardt during the recent hearing. The government has met its burden of showing the interests outweigh public access and unsealing the entire affidavit. Reinhardt said in the new ruling that the government hasn't yet sufficiently shown what portions of the document shouldn't be made public. Okay. I know there's another judge involved now, too, a Trump appointed judge that's involved now, too. That's no, that's in his suit. That's uh-huh. the lawsuit that he filed, the 23 page lawsuit. Oh, against the government. Correct. Yeah, and Reinhardt, For Reinhardt the said fourth, that he's making uh, available. He's going uh, the after Amendment. the Fourth Amendment violations, yep. which is fine. He can do that. Yep. A matter of fact, I, I approve him of doing it. What I have a problem with uh, about him suing the government is what happens to that lawsuit when he's in charge of the government. Is he going? Because he needs to let that lawsuit continue all the way out. Because mm-hmm. I'm sorry, if he's true about being completely transparent in discovery, we need to see everything the government knew about Trump Absolutely. prior to that. You got it. Absolutely. That's my argument. Uh, I'm standing behind it. All right, skip that. Okay, well, which one? Um, what's that one? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm, di- I'm tired of talking about money and inflation. Y'all know money sucks and inflation's terrible. Uh, go to the go to the next one. Yeah, that one. Now this shit's crazy. It's not great, but this is going on everywhere. Touch from the bone. The violence, these guys. Uh, the violence everywhere. Everybody getting their ass kicked. Unbelievable. There was a guy in Seattle who. Walked well, up, babe. To, I was just about to play this. That's fine. Play this one. This one's different, anyway. Um, okay. Well, this, this was this was in New York. Go ahead. Well, tell people. What so they're in New York. And this guy just this guy's just standing. This kid's just standing there. This guy just walks up and fucking nails him. Just punches him. That's it. Just punches him. Just straight up punches him. And he's down. I mean, he's out. He's not getting up. That guy is knocked the fuck out. He is not moving. Does he get up? No. Dude, that motherfucker got knocked the fuck. Yeah, and he was just standing there. And the security, security guard was just walk, walking walks by. Holy do shit, dude's out. Yeah, somebody doesn't. Well, he's on his face. He's good. And this is the car. I'm guessing. Yeah. What a fucking life loser. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fucking pull your shorts down further there, fatty. Yeah. Fucking stupid fuck. Uh, he's lifting up the gate for them to get out because he doesn't want to pay for it. Yeah, it's the same dude. Um, in Seattle, another another guy walked up Jesus in the market Christ. and beat this guy to death with a lead pipe. Just beat him to death with a lead pipe. It doesn't surprise me anymore. And There's then, nothing else you're going to tell me. This is why I carry a gun. If I saw somebody doing that, I'm shooting them. 
Okay. Then this was the worst thing I heard all day, especially because y'all know how I love my ducks. A third duck found in a, in Fountain Valley with its bill cut off. Who does that? Someone is going through Fountain Valley in California, catching ducks and cutting their bills off and leaving them to starve. Like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm, people are disgusting. I'm so done with them. I'm so over it. Um, hey, so do you all want to hear the grand total um, that's come over the border since Biden's been in office? No. 4.9 million illegal aliens crossed the U.S. border in 18 months since Biden took office. 4.9 million. Remember that when you go to the fucking next uh, polling center and you've got a vote. 4.9 million. How do you even consider that successful? How? I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. 4.9 new voters. 4.9 million new voters. Yeah. yeah. Um, no shit. This, this video has been making the rounds. It keeps getting taken down off Twitter, but I managed to grab it before this one got taken down. This is a, it's an MMA fighter. Yeah. This is the end of his fight. It's some good shit. So all those doubting my NFT, you're looking at the guy. That's the reason that college athletes and high school athletes are getting paid today. Mr. Influencer to Influencers. Secondly, Jimmy Kimmel, viral this. I fight to eradicate childhood malnutrition from the planet. And until they release the flight logs, you, the mainstream media, Hollywood, are all pedophiles to me. Eat dick. Am I canceled yet? Dot com. Am I canceled yet.com. God damn. Yeah. He's got, yeah, he's got the whole B BDSM look going on for an MMA fighter. Yeah. Oh man. See, this is where I could have used Justin's expertise. Could have been like, Hey dude. So when did you wear a studded collar, bro? Bra, bra, bra. No, 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 no bear. No bear. When did you wear a studded collar? You know how funny it would have been for me to ask Justin that question? Hey, there's coming a time when they can't walk down the street. I'm just saying, do you know how funny that would have been All to right. ask him that question? I know. Bra. We're going to cut out of here a little early because I'm fading fast. But there's a couple of feel-good videos because it can't all be doom and gloom all the time. So there's there's a couple, couple happy videos I wanted to show y'all. Look. Kitty, kitty. He's on the side of the road. Someone just, oh no, it's a whole, oh my gosh. I can't take y'all. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, there's more. We got a kitten problem. And I'm not able to, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Who would do this? Went from one to twenty. Ah, <laughs> yeah. one. I thought I'd say the one. Hot diggity dog. <laughs> God bless you, buddy. That's wait, it. Wait, God wait. bless you. Wait, no, stop, stop, so, stop. So, what does he do with him? Go to the next clip. All right, just please. I know you always do it wrong. I know I do. Right. I try to make it look professional and you are because he's like, know. I can't take you all. I know you can't, but he did such a, <laughs> he actually sucker.
He took them all home. He ended up finding homes for all of them, but he kept the first one that came up to him. That one's name is Scout. There you go. Like <laughs> but he kept them all. What's up, everyone? Here, my man Scout here with us. <laughs> We're going to clean them up a little bit. We got, I think, 12 of them right here. One of them still running around, but... All y'all really helped out and gave us some recommendations. So we're gonna today is the day we're gonna clean them up. They've been eating really good, really happy. Uh, got a real gentle rush for them and a mixture that y'all recommended that was good and healthy for some kittens. So we got some warm water and kittens don't like water too much, so it's kind of uncomfortable. But we're gonna give them a good little bath and dry them off and put them in their new bed. So they're doing really good, but. This here is Scout, one of the first ones. We're going to clean them up, and we got some more news for y'all, so stay tuned, follow along, and join us on the journey. Watching kittens. Wow. It's <laughs> a brave all. motherfucker. No kidding. He, he fucking, like, uh, he's got a, he's holding that kitten like, yeah, it's all right. It's just some water. <laughs> Normally, you put a cat in water, that fucking, you'll lose an arm. The, I best, mean, the best way to bathe a cat. and Is I, by surprise. <laughs> I, my mother and I used to breed kittens, so I'm very familiar with how to, how to bathe a cat. You do it in your kitchen sink and you put some chicken wire on the bottom because soon as that water hits them, they put their claws out and they get stuck in the chicken wire and then they can't move. <laughs> and then you give them a bath real quick and then you take the, take the claws out of the chicken wire and put the next one in. So, wow. All yeah, right. That is the best way to bathe the cat with chicken wire. I ain't seen that much pussy in one spot since I did a stripper back in the late 90s. <laughs> Fucking A, truth junkie. Fucking A. This is what oh. I'm talking about, folks. This is why I do this. Lindsay. Because you guys, it, it makes you guys say things you would never normally say. <laughs> I love it. I fucking love it. Lynn said, I saw a kitten tumbling down the highway. I pulled over and picked him up out of the ditch. I still have him. His name is Teddy Bear. I love it. Love I it. fight bears though. Yeah, it's okay. We have a bear. I'm mean, Annie Bear. Yeah, I fight her all the time. I know. I'm always doing the. Whoosh, 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 whoosh. <laughs> have you ever seen those videos? So uh, my oldest brought that to us. He's like, "Dad, you got to watch this video. It's fucking crazy." I was like, "All right, let's watch." So he's sitting there and he's like, "God, this guy," and he's going around and he starts like doing like lightsaber chops to freaking uh, a cat, and the cat starts fighting back. I'm sitting there going, "Holy fuck, that's yes. so cool!" So then I was just like, "Let me see if our dumb dogs will do it." And then I went out there to do it. The dumb dogs they just said there took every smack of the beak and i was Annie like he does it back you guys suck and he does it back now okay but for for all of you that are dog lovers and not cat lovers i have one of those for you too so before we go because i am a dog lover, another so. feel-good video i love all animals i don't care i'll take yeah, but cats are animals over they're not animals cats and are aliens yes, they're not I, animals. I know i know i know <laughs> So the ball fell in the pond. And the little boy is trying to get it. And the dog, the German Shepherd, goes up and he's like, yeah, nah, bear. Takes the little boy by the jacket and pulls him away from the water. But it gets better. The dog goes and gets the skimmer from the side and scoops the ball up out of the pond with the skimmer for the little kid. <laughs> hey, for the next motherfucker, the next motherfucker that tells me that dogs are dumb. No way. <laughs>
That is how awesome is that? Holy shit! That's what I'm fucking talking about. That is a well-trained yeah, dog. That dog's like, nah, bear. That nope. That water's too deep. Nope. nope. You ain't going in. You ain't going, going nowhere nope. near it. Absolutely. And that not. is a that you're, is a you're big my boy. You're not one of the big the things about if you don't if you don't know if you've ever had a German Shepherd and you had a lot of problems with the German Shepherd, you let the German Shepherd get bored. Do not ever, you never let those dogs get bored. They are the brightest and most, if they destroyed really, a lot of any shit. Any high energy dog, you can't, I mean, they are smart, high energy dogs. Uber yeah. intelligent. Like I watched, uh, cause I, we had the mouse. So I was strictly a Malbury. Uh, we were, we well, were, we had a German shepherd first, but you had Melbourne. No, no, no. In, when I was working dogs, it was, I had my primary was mouse. I had all the mouse because that's what SOCOM had. Um, and the mouse were the, Mouths are even more, even more intelligent than German Shepherds. Yes. So if you can, if you think about a German Shepherd as uh, that motherfucker, that's a smart motherfucker right there. You think about a mouth, that motherfucker, he's retarded smart. That one right there, he's retarded smart. I'm telling you right now, he's retarded smart. That's how smart fucking mouths are but uh german shepherds if you have problems with them it's because they get bored they always want to go do shit they are uh the most uh they could be the most intangible part of your life they are amazing animals and that's a perfect example of one just saying yeah it's a beautiful dog and they do great shit when they're trained properly holy shit they're they're amazing yes so anyway anyway i digress um so tomorrow night. Tomorrow we do have Baby Trump coming on. We do. Yes. This time. Yep. Okay. Yep. We got Baby Trump. Coming yeah. Tomorrow night. I, and he legit called me and was like, "How you doing?" And I was like, "Dude, I feel like shit." And he was like, "Well, they maybe this will go over better. Do you mind if we do it tomorrow?" And I was like, "I am quite okay with that." Yeah, because you do. Sound I know. Horrible. I feel like. And shit. everybody else is talking about it. So I know. I need you're to bringing the bed. whole show down. Maybe. I know. I need to go to bed. You're, All right. We're, you're going to order pizza for dinner because I need to go to bed. So. All right. <laughs> And we'll get to the rest of the news tomorrow. I do have a win for Mick, but we'll get to it tomorrow. We're not going anywhere. Wow. You want me to give it to you tonight? I don't know. What is it? I already told you. When? I told you before the show. It's this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, go into that real quick. Because that's interesting because that plays into what's about to happen. What the... uh Election coming election. up. Election. Yeah. Well, while I do that, look up and see if you can find any results for for uh, Florida, Florida, and New York, specifically New York. All right, I'll take a look real quick. Um. So, for the, all all of you that have been with us for a long time, or the ones that have gone back and listened to old episodes, you may remember, right after the census came out, Mick said one of his sources told him that they fudged the census numbers. And he went down the line like this, this state gained two seats, but they should have gained four, right? This state lost one seat, but they should have lost three. Okay. Yeah. And, and it came from one of Mick's very reputable sources, but then we didn't hear anything. Sometimes Mick's sources take six months for that info to come true. But I'll tell you, I've yet to see one that hasn't. Uh, except I'm still waiting on the Arizona auto report numbers. Otherwise, this originally came out of Restoring America and the Washington Examiner picked it up. In a shocking report, this U.S. Census Bureau recently admitted that it overcounted the populations of eight states and undercounted the populations of six states in the 2020 census. Oh. All but one of the states overcounted is a blue state, and all but one of the undercounted states is a red state. 
Those costly errors will distort congressional representation and the Electoral College. It means that when the Census Bureau reapportioned the House of Representatives, Florida was cheated out of two additional seats it should have gotten. Yep, you said that. Texas missed out on another seat. You said that. that. Minnesota and Rhode Island each kept a representative they shouldn't have. And Colorado was awarded a new member of the House it didn't deserve. Called that one, too. You sure did. These harmful errors also mean billions in federal funds will be misallocated. Funding for many federal programs is distributed to the states based on population. Overcounted states will now receive a larger share of federal funds than they are entitled to at the expense of the undercounted states. The Census Bureau has not explained how it got the 2020 census so wrong. This is particularly troublesome because the Bureau reported an error rate of 0.01 in the 2010 census, an overcount of only 36,000 people, a statistically insignificant mistake. The 2020 errors were discovered through the 2020 post-enumeration survey. Yeah. Uh, The states whose populations were undercounted were Arkansas, Florida, Illinois, Mississippi, Tennessee, and Texas. And the largest error on the undercount was Arkansas, where the population count was off by over 5%. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Yep, yep. Yep. Ooh. Yeah. Quite a lot. The original census reported that Florida only needed 171,500 more residents to gain another congressional seat. Yet the survey shows that Florida was undercounted by three quarters of a million people. Bureau also said that Texas only needed 189,000 more people to get another congressional seat. And the survey shows that Texas was undercounted by 560,319 residents. Yeah. So, anyway. So, right now. It's a um, loss for us and a win for you. Let me see. Uh, Governor Kristen Freed. uh, Hold on a second. Kristen Freed, 59.7%. Nikki Freed. Or Nikki Freed, whatever. No, no, I'm sorry. Chris is uh, 59.7. Freed is 35.6. Which is interesting. On the liberal side. used to be the Republican Governor, Governor of, yeah, Florida. of Florida. Uh Gates, uh the incumbent, nothing's reported, nothing's in yet. Uh Mills Sabatini, uh Mills one, I don't know who that is. Uh Sabatini District. was the incumbent, I think. Yeah, let me see. No, seventeen wasn't the incumbent. Okay. Mills one. But it was House District seven. Uh-huh. Um House District ten in the Florida primary frost bracy thirty three point seven to twenty five point one. And um, that's uh, Frost over Bracey. Uh, Webster, which is the incumbent uh, over Lumen, uh, Loomer in the House District 11 in the Florida primary. Uh, right now, Webster has got a lead uh, at 50.8 over Loomer's 44.5. And House District 13 uh, in Florida Republican slot, Luna Hazlett, 44.2 to 33.9. That's Luna over Hazlett. Uh, I think um, Laura Loomer is going to be at Reckoning Fest as well. Sheriff I, I don't know, McCormick, uh, which is an incumbent in House District 20. Um, he's the incumbent. He's winning right now. Uh, Bond Figueroa and the New York primary of Republican Nothing's reported. Nothing's reported. Most of the their uh, stuff doesn't close till nine. So yeah, they've got not till nine p.m. in New York. Uh, Picasso, you're absolutely right that that is exactly why they're sending all these illegals around the country to specific areas. Mick talked about that too, um, because they have to make up the census data. That's the biggest problem they're having now too, because they don't have a way to track them, because they took the 
they took the phones back. Think about it. They took the fucking phones back. Why would you do that? Unless you didn't want to specifically track these people. Interesting. Come on. They knew that those phones were connected to devices that were watching them and listening to them. They got rid of them the second they left. Yep. They sold them and got a new phone. Shit. Yep. Anyway. All right. Well, let's get out of here. All right. So So either way, uh, tomorrow night we'll be back with baby Trump. Uh, same bad time, same bad channel, like share, subscribe. And, uh, I guess we'll, uh, we'll talk to you later for the Mick and be We'll talk to you later, folks. Good night, fuckers. Thanks for watching. There's a system in the backwoods. There's a way of doing things. If you break in, we don't leave all of the fun to the police. I just heard a bunch of racket coming from the back screen door. Soon as you step in, I'm gonna drop you on the kitchen floor. Cause we ain't playing. We ain't playing. My sawed-off 12-gauge spreads a country mile, you know it. Step one foot in this house, son, you've already blown it. Text 20 minutes for the police to find my house. But I'll have you gone in less than one, cause out here I am 911. Texas has the castle doctrine, Florida, Georgia, Idaho, Carolinas, Oklahoma, they're all here to let you know. But then we got New York, New Jersey, with a duty to retreat. I guess they'd rather have you dead than to protect your family, and that's why. My sawed off 12 gate spreads a country mile, you know it. Step one foot in this house, son, you've already blown it. Text 20 minutes for the police to find my house. But I'll have the job already done, cause out here I am 911. Rash Sheriff, he can't save you. It'll already be too late. Gonna sure protect you. Let you live to see another day. My sawed off 12 gate spreads a country mile, you know it. Step one foot in this house, son, you've already blown it. Text 20 minutes for the police to find my house. But I'll have you gone in less than one. Serious CBD.
the best CBD products on the planet. Over 100 five-star reviews. Can verify authentication. Golden full spectrum. Full panel lab tested. What is full panel lab testing? Cannabinoids and terpenes. Pesticides. Mycotoxins. Solvents. Heavy metals. Microbials. Foreign matter. Get serious. Serious CBD.